What is up, guys, and welcome to the Self Design Show, a podcast completely centered around helping other people unite and become the best versions of themselves. Now, I believe that everyone has this wicked potential to be somebody amazing, to do incredible things, but we all have difficult times. And in today's podcast, I want to talk about more about the difficult times that I went through and kind of where I got and why I'm wanting to make this podcast. But the whole purpose of the podcast is I want to be able to meet with and interview um, professionals of mental health and of motivation and of self-help and that kind of stuff. But I also want to meet with members of the community to share their stories and learning from them today. But to start off with this very first episode, I just want to share with you my story. And so I'm here with my best friend, Kyler. Kyler, you can say hi. This is me. I'm Kyler. (laughs) We'll talk a little bit more about our relationship and a little bit more about why I wanted him here today. Um, But just to start off just very simply of why I wanted to start the self-design show and we're going to break it down and we could go into any topic and Kyler can ask whatever questions he would like to ask. But basically the simple version of why I wanted to start this show is I just kind of went through a really difficult time as far as mental health went when I was younger. So in middle school and in high school, and we'll talk a little bit more about what we did and kind of like the activities and hobbies and clubs that we were in. But I was kind of just in this spot where I was stuck in this stigma of mental health where I felt like I couldn't share what I was going through. And so if I was feeling depressed or anxious or if I was having a bad day, like it felt like a negative thing to to come out and say things. Although it could have been really eating at me or it really could have been affecting me or I took things really harshly because of whatever I was going through, I felt like I just had to keep it back. So basically... To put it simply, because I've been there and because I know what it feels like and because I have been able to step out and get the help that I need from my friends and from professionals, that I want to be able to fight off any negativity or any negative stigma towards mental health. I want the self-designed show to be completely centered around other people. I want other people to know that they can go out and get help. I want other people to know that it's okay to share how you're feeling. I want people to know, especially that mental health and going through some kind of challenge is so normal. Um, I've studied a little bit of psychology. It's something that I'm super interested in. And you would be surprised how many people go through a mental health struggle or problem that don't address it, whether that's young adults or whether that's even elementary students or mostly like adults too in the workplace, at school, in your friendship life. Like there's so many people that go through some kind of mental health struggle and don't reach out. And I want the self-designed show to be access to not only feel like there is a way to address these things, but to also find some motivation or some relief to be able to keep on pushing forward in your life, not feeling like you have to carry around this burden around that you can't share with other people. So that's the self-designed show. And we'll talk a little bit more about some of those experiences that I went through that got me to want to do motivational speaking or a podcast or some of the stuff that I did before there, but that's, that's the gist. That's the summary. I went through a hard time. I recognized that people were also going through a hard time. And I thought this is such a struggle. This is such a problem that people shouldn't go through. It just takes opening up and sharing that really would change the world in so many different ways. So that's, that's the self-designed show. Um, you said, you said like in uh, middle, middle school around the time you went to the doctor and like, you had that conversation with him. Um, but at the time, obviously like we know about this stuff now in hindsight and after like growing, but like at the time, <clears throat> none of us, like me, Lennon, Tommy, none of us really knew about it. 
but we were all like super close. We all shared a lot. Um, but there was certain things, <clears throat> me included, I guess I can't speak for like Tommy or Landon, but I know like for me, I was going through similar things, but we never really like had that discussion with each other. We never reached out for help, even within our, even within us four, we never really re- reached out to help with mental health. Um, <clears throat> why do you think it was so hard or difficult for, especially like people who have been friends for so long to reach out to each other and try to get mental health? Because we never did. That is such a good question. Strangely enough, one of the things that Landon said to us in high school, he's, he's one of our really good friends. He had said, and we thought it was so stupid that he said this and we made fun of him for like what seemed like weeks. But he sat us down one time and we were sitting in his front yard. I still remember this. He's like, guys, I thought of the craziest thing. He said, if you think about it, you don't really know. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Do you know that? Do you yeah, remember? Yeah, I do remember. And we're like, like, Landon, what are you talking you? about? Like, what do you mean we don't know you? We've been friends forever. He's like, no, think about it. Like, you know me when I'm with you. Like, you know me when we hang out. You know me as a basketball player. You know me as Landon, like the guy that you hang out with in your you friends. You know more versions of me than maybe some other people do, but like, is what he was like getting at. I was like, but, but in reality, like, I could be having thoughts all day and never tell any of you guys about, and you'll never know about those like secret personal thoughts that I have that are totally my persona, my personality. There's no way for you guys to know that you know that. Like, I'm sure I could be telling you that you guys know me. I could say that you guys know everything about me, but it, like, if you think about it, like, what am I doing when we're not together? Yeah. And like, we didn't have an answer, you know, it's just like, <laughs> dang, Landon, we I thought, thought we were friends. Like, it's crazy to think about though, because there are, there are aspects like, cause like he was probably going through stuff too maybe it was something that he went through that made him have that thought. I was like, wow, these guys actually don't know some of this crazy personal stuff. But like, if you think about it, especially now, like if you were to come to me and be like, dude, I'm just like having a hard time. I would be like, dude, I'm having a hard time. And then in one way or the other, we'd be able to like help each other go through it rather than just kind of like, we did help each other in like non-direct ways, just like being good friends and like always just having each other's back is a great way that we like were helping each other, but it wasn't very direct or it wasn't like focused on our mental health issues or our personal crises, crises that we had, you know? So I don't know. Well, yeah. And just like kind of bring that up is like, it's exactly what you're saying is I feel like when you built that relationship of like mm-hmm. friendship or bros that always just like have a good time together. And like, we were the kind of kids where we always doing something silly, like, going through the ditch or going to Tommy's house and lighting floors on fire on accident or, or just like whatever we did at that age, it's like, we didn't want to, there's almost like this stigma that we set up for our friend group is like, Hey, like we only have good times and we keep out the soft stuff, Mm -hmm. which is kind of, kind of weird. But I think it was just a lot of like, uh, the toxic masculinity and like things like that came into play too. Like we were all young guys going through puberty. We didn't want to seem like, we were weak or we couldn't handle our own issues. Cause a lot of like a lot of, at least for me, a lot of the reason why I never would want to like seek for mental health help is cause like I would always downplay my problems and be like, "Mm, people are going through worse. I'm okay. You know, like kind of just like push it away. Just like I am still in a situation and I'm like way better off than a lot of people that it makes you think like my mental health issues are not as big of deals as others. So it shouldn't be addressed at all. Like 
you seem almost selfish for complaining about things that you're going on when you realize other people may have it worse, you know? Um, but, uh, I, I don't remember what, from what book it's from. I think I read it in a book, but it was like, it was some self-help book I read a couple years ago. Uh, but one of the things in it was, or maybe I read it on Twitter. I don't even know. Basically the same thing. Twitter and self-help. Basically. <laughs> and you've probably heard this quote before, but I'm sure a lot of people do, but it's like thinking that how does, how does it go? It's like uh, not addressing or like not seeking help for your problem. What is it? When you have <laughs> issues. Is Shoot, it, how did that quote go? Is it like if you basically putting yourself down because you feel like people have it worse is actually just making the situation worse or something no. like that? There's a different point. Not addressing your ne- negative situation because other people might have it. This is not how the quote goes, but I'm just going to say it and maybe it'll make sense to you and you can help me phrase it better. But not addressing your negative situation because other people might have it worse is the same as not addressing positive situations because others might have it better. So it's like not giving yourself credit for something super good just because someone else has done something better. Exactly. It's like, it's the same way. Like if you achieve something or like you make a goal and you, if you set a goal and you achieve something and you're proud of it, you want, in a way you want like people to notice in in most cases you want somebody to notice whether it's yourself or you want somebody to to be proud. You want to be, notice for any goals that you achieve so but if you think of it in the same way as like not seeking help for mental health because others might have it worse then you can just forget i don't even know that makes sense it like makes sense but there's a there's like a phrase that coins it all in a well and i think that's a little package i think that's kind of why i wanted to start a podcast like this is just to show that like reaching out for help will help. And I think that like the biggest toxic toxicity, is that how you say it? Toxicity. Toxicity of like growing up together in such a tight niche friend group is like we made up this stigma towards mental health maybe even of like, oh I don't want to tell the guys this because then they might think less of me. But kind of like going back to your point, like for example, let's say that Landon goes on five dates or just anybody goes on five dates in your friend group like sweet, like he's doing awesome. We're all proud of him. But let's say like me or you haven't gone on a single date. Like when we go on a date, Landon wants to hear about it. Like he's excited about it. He's like, dude, that's awesome. You went on a date. And so just because I might be going through like severe depression or having to see a therapist every week, like I still want to know if you're going through just like a hard time. Like just because like I'm doing, going through something way worse doesn't mean that your worst is any less important. Exactly. And that's what I think we thought back then it's like i'm sure people have their own problems that they're too worried about yeah you know like they've got their own shit going on i don't want to burden them with mine yeah you know but if it was in your case i'm sure like like i said like yeah i was going through my own stuff but if you were to come to me that would it would not only help you but it would help me also like realizing i'm not alone i've got people to have my back and it's okay to bring that up it's okay to talk about it do you remember when that moment happened I do. I remember I think, so clearly. I, it might be, we might be thinking of something different, but if I remember, what do you remember? we were driving, we were in a car, were we in a car? And I don't know if that, I remember like why we bonded over it or like when it came up, but I don't remember like the certain circumstance. What do you, what do you remember? I remember having a specific conversation, um, me admitting something to you in 
the parking lot of, I think, Gold's Gym or like one of the gyms that was next to Joanne Fabrics in American Fort. Yeah. Okay. I do. So yeah. That. So we were in that. We were yeah. getting fabric for ties. That's what it was. I was yeah. like, hey, yeah, we were in the parking lot. We were getting fabric. Um. So yeah, that's what I remember. I remember that situation, that conversation. Yeah. Well, I remember too. I don't know if this is this was younger because he didn't start making clothing until our high school. Yeah. This might have been sophomore or freshman year, but we both really liked Twenty One Pilots. Yeah. And we both listened to it all the time, and like. And, like, for those of you who are, are fans of, like, the earlier version of 20 and Pilots, or even so now, like, they have a lot of songs that, like, address, like, having anxiety or having depression or, like, the whole idea of Blurry Face in some of his songs was, like, his darker side or just, like, the harder times that he had. And I remember there was one time Kyler and I were talking, and this is this is one of the moments I think brought it together. It's, like, I think we were talking about being rappers or singers or something. It was some dream that our middle school selves thought would be cool to have, yeah. But basically what had happened is I was like, I had went to the doctor and I'd like figured something out or like I had been told mm-hmm. that I was actually going through a hard time, but it was something that needed to be noted. And I remember sending Kyler a message and I was like, dude, I'm actually like struggling with stuff right now. And I think I kind of turned it into a joke and I was like, maybe we can be the next 21 pilots. <laughs> and obviously I think that was kind of hiding what I felt, but I remember in that moment, you're like, dude, I actually kind of go through the same stuff too. And it was in that moment, it's like, what the heck? Like, how are you going through that? And how is I going through that? But like, nothing that ever knew about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember the conversation. Like, yeah, it was played off as a joke and like we laughed about it because that's just, you know, we were like, we're bros. Like it was, it it could have been very well an awkward thing for middle school students, for middle school, middle school friends to like, talk about their men- mental health issues. Um, and so like making it as a joke is kind of, makes was it kind easier. of like, it makes it easier. Yeah. But like, even that was like better than nothing. You know, I was like, it was, like, even if we did make it into a joke and kind of like laughed it off, we still had the conversation and it still put it into our minds that like, Brayden, I've got Brayden's back, Brayden has my back. And like, we need to let each other know that, you know, um, even if it was a joke, like it still was something ingrained into our heads because of that conversation yeah and i think from that moment forward too like <clears throat> everything kind of just changed as far as like the relationship went more from just like this masculine group of friends to like almost like a brotherhood just like oh hey, for like, sure 100 and i think and i think a lot of people at least for like with my family like my immediate family my siblings and my, and my parents we're not like we don't talk about the really emotional stuff I'm, right. i think some families do but i think in most cases a lot of families are like yeah, we're close, obviously. Like, that's my sister. I'll do anything for her. She'll do anything for me. We know that. But never have I gone to my sisters and, like, at least especially that young. Like, I've never gone to them, like, hey, I'm having a hard time. I kind of need some help. You know, like, what do you do you have any advice? Like, my sister went through high school, all of high school before we even made it to high school. You know, like, I could have asked her so many questions about anything, like, ask for advice. Um, but I never did just because, like, that's not the family we have. But I think that was like the same feel as me, you, Lennon, and Tommy. Like it was like a family, like we were brothers. So we knew we had each other's back, but we never, we never talked about it. We never thought it was like important enough to talk about, you know. Which seems so strange because I feel like now, especially with like Lennon and I coming back mm-hmm. from our missions, and then like you and Tommy living on your own, like the majority of the time we hang out, like it's, it's a lot deeper stuff. Yeah, yeah, and like going back to like how me and you had that conversation. Um, like back forever when how many however many times we did and like realized that like we were going through we were going through hard situations and needed some help um we never like it was never a big deal 
it like I think a lot of people don't one of the reasons I never wanted to go get help or seek mental health was because um I didn't want it to be a big thing I didn't want to like come to you and be like hey I'm having a hard time and then like you just like flipping the way you like <laughs> flipping the way you treat me or like making it a joke like by like humiliating me or something or like telling right. people like making it a big deal because like it, in a way it is a big deal if not addressed but like also people don't want their insecurities and their problems to just be put on blast and be focused <laughs> on you know what it's I mean? true yeah <clears throat> and so it is a fear for sure yeah and like i guess kind of bringing it back like it's kind of because that moment that Kyler and I had, and it was from that moment, and I don't know if Kyler's the same way, but that's exactly why I wanted to start a show like this. And something that we can talk about a little bit more is like, um, we had some super awesome teachers that had kind of raised us up and built us up to believe in ourselves a little bit more. But kind of going back to what Kyler and I went through with our friends, like the reason that I wanted to start this show, or we even tried to start a clothing brand, or we wanted to be like speakers or whatever it was, like, the reason that I've had that passion to to speak out and to make a difference is because like the way that I can explain it is like this. If you've ever put on a weight vest and gone on a hike or if you've like gone just on a walk and like walked around the block with just like a 50 pound weight vest on, like it doesn't seem like much until you take the weight vest off. And I think the same was with like when we like kind of opened up to each other or expressed how we were feeling. It didn't seem like much until you let somebody know. And that kind of just like opens up doors. You're just like, wow, like now I know that I can trust him with this thing and I can kind of move forward. Like, hey, you know, Kyle, I'm going through this hard time. It kind of sucks. And you'd be like, hey, that does suck. You know, that's hard. What can I do for you? Okay, let's move on together, you know? And just, anyways, that's why I wanted to start the show is because personally, both of us, like we've gone through this hard time of not being able to tell anybody. Like Kyler was saying, we didn't want people to feel like we were any lesser of a person or that we were a burden or that it'd be blasted out and like, that's the stigma that is towards mental health right now. And I think it goes for everybody. And the big part of like the self-designed show or like what I'm trying to do with the show is to break that stigma of like, Hey, it sucks. And it, like, it's hard to reach out to somebody, but once you do, like, it just changes everything. It's so weird, but it does. Yeah. But so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's kind of like, Stop that. That's that's the big purpose and the reason behind it. I mean, we could also get into like all the different things that we tried, <laughs> like our clothing brand, a flea gun, or like all the different kind of stuff. But like, basically, that's that's my story and that's Kyler's story. And like, our stories merged together because we were with each other that time. That's why I wanted him to, to be on this episode. But like, we both went through a really dark time. We'd never brought it up to anybody until like we did. And it was from that point, it was a starting block. It didn't fix everything. We both still go through a hard time, but at least we know that like we can move on. We know that there's, there's the next step or whatever. So it's truth. <laughs> <laughs> After realizing that, you know, you have people to have your back, you've got good friends, you've got a good family, um, people that you can talk to. Um, what was, what was kind of the step after what was kind of the step after that, after realizing you weren't alone in these issues, um, kind of seeking help, what, what came after that that made you want to start the show? That's a good question. And it was inspired. I believe in inspiration. That was an inspired question. But here's the thing that you notice. And 
I, I'm a huge, I love reading people. I love people watching. I love, I don't know, just like reading situations. And so after all of that, and I know, I don't know if you're the same Kyler, but once you have gone through something and then you've opened up about it and then realized that other people have gone through the same thing, you start noticing patterns. And so in that time of our life, we were in our high school years and we were surrounded by a lot of people because of student council and because of like the activities or clubs that we were in. And I guess the next step or kind of answer your question is because I realized how I felt and I realized how you felt, it was very easy to pick up on other people also feeling things. And so I remember, for example, I was talking to one of the girls in student council and you would ask a question like, hey, like, how are you doing? And she'd be like, oh, yeah, like, I'm OK. And you're like, OK, but really? And like, sometimes it's hard to ask those questions and it opens up this big opportunity for vulnerability. But like, it's amazing because there's a girl in specific that I'm thinking of. And I asked her, we were, she called me on the phone or something. And I was like, well, hey, what's going on? And a lot of times it's very hard to open up because there's that stigma towards like, well, I don't want them to like feel bad. or Like, I don't want them to feel bad for me or make it a big deal. But I remember it's like, well, hey, what's going on? And then she would start off with some surface level stuff like, oh, like I'm just going through a hard time or oh, like I just have some stuff going on in my family or oh, like I'm just having a hard time with my friends. And you're like, well, tell me about it. And then you have all these paths that open up. And that's something that I realized for myself. So somebody would be like, oh, I'm having a problem with my family. And you'd be like, well, what's going on with your family? Tell me about it. And then they just unload. It's like the door is open. They'll be like, well, my brother and my mom or this thing happened and this thing happened. I just don't feel like my dad's proud of me or this thing or the other and this thing. And then you're just like, holy smokes. Like, yeah, that's really, really hard. And you're just able to relate with them. Anyways, to answer your question, it was because of that and like being able to realize that other people were also going through a hard time and to kind of read those cues that it made me and I don't know if this is a bad thing, but it made me kind of develop this talent and this skill set of being able to realize when stuff was wrong with other people. And I don't want to use the word wrong. Wrong is the wrong idea <laughs> because if something is wrong with people, like that's the whole idea why we have this mental health stigma is because we assume that it's a wrong thing or a bad thing to have these thoughts. That's not the idea that I want to give up. I realized that people were going through struggles or going through a hard time and it was happening more often than not. And so it was from that moment forward, I was like, oh my goodness, person A, B, C, D, E, F, G are all going through a hard time. And they're a lot of times going through something that I went through or something very similar. And when you're able to connect about it, to build that relationship, like bonds were made, you're able to talk very openly. And so it was just from kind of that moment forward, it was like, dang, there's so many people that are going through this stuff and they just don't talk about it. They, they just hide it. It's like... It's like you're on a football field or on a soccer field and you're playing a game and somebody just destroys your knee and you're trying to walk it off. And if you haven't had a hurt knee before, if you don't necessarily recognize the limping, then you don't know anything's wrong and they'll just hide it. But once you do start recognizing that limping, you're like, wait a second, I've been through that. I've had a hurt knee. I've, I've limped before. What are they going through? And that's kind of a silly analogy, but like once you start to notice it, you start to notice those cues, but yeah. So after seeing these patterns in people and like realizing that people are going through hard times, what, what drove you to wanting to make a difference, wanting to, you know, help people? Um, so Kyler and I both did something called No Greater Heroes. Do you remember the board break? Mm -hmm. What do you remember about the board break? Um, all I remember is that we all were given a board 
And we were all told to like punch through it. That's basically it. The guy told us like, look, well, kind of, kind of to backtrack, it was in like an assembly. It was like this, this leadership training, and yeah, kind of what you're saying. They gave us a board. Yeah, so we were supposed to break it. Yeah, we were in, we were in some leadership training. They gave us um a a board that we were supposed to punch through. Um, our the person like running the leadership training, uh, he kind of said, you know, picture that the the board is your insecurities, your um the 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 situations, the negative situations that you're going through, just anything that kind of puts you down, kind of makes you um, depressed or sad or whatever. Um, he said, envision the board is, are all of your, gosh dang it. Insecurities. Yeah. He said, envision the board that, envision the board, my tongue's getting twisted. Um, he told us to write all of our insecurities down on the board and kind of have it resemble um, our mental health, our um, the negative situations we were going through, and then um, shoot, I don't know if I do remember what he said after that. All I remember is we he asked us to like put all of our negative thoughts or like any doubts or insecurities on a board, and then there was uh, there's more parts to the assembly, but the memorable part is he basically said like you're going to have a breakthrough. Like you're going to break through your insecurities. Like this will be the starting point to like getting over these fears and becoming the kind of person that you want to be. And then he trained us to break a board in half. <laughs> but I remember it was on that day. Okay, so for there's two people that I remember in specific. There's one person that I kind of envied and I won't name names, but there's person that like it kind of seemed like he was living the life that I wanted to live and that he had everything coming to him and that like I had all my insecurities and I had like my downfalls as far as like my beliefs towards myself and this person was all the beliefs that I wanted to have in myself but I remember on that day and this is probably bad of me but I remember looking over at his board and the amount of negative things were on the back of his board was so many like I remember looking over and just like holy crap like he's going through a really hard time as well. So there's that side of it, but then there's also, I remember after, so I don't know if you remember this, but breaking the board in half was like the coolest thing in the oh, world. Yeah, it was sick. You did it and like, I remember we just went to the school afterwards and we were just screaming like, hi-ya, because we just broke a board in half. We <laughs> oh, looked yeah, like, it, was, it was crazy. Like, just like the board was thick. It was like, I mean, I don't know how thick, what it's supposed to be. Um, it was like almost a couple inches thick, probably. It was one and a half, yeah, two, inches, like two thick. inches thick. Um, that's a big, yeah. And big. just like thinking, like, I'm not a big dude. Like I honestly was a little worried that I was not going to be able to break through the board, but, uh, <clears throat> envisioning, like having the, what's that word? Having the, uh, what's the word? It starts with an R where it's resilience, not, not resemblance. It's, it's, uh, what is resemblance? What's a, what's a synonym for resemblance? It doesn't start with an R. Resemblance starts with an R. But it's, <laughs> um, like the uh, like the symbolic meaning. Yeah, yeah. But what is representation? It does start with an R. <clears throat> Having the representation of all of your insecurities, like in front of you physically, um, as long I mean, at least with the people who were like real about it, and, like wrote their like real stuff. It was kind of like it was like seeing 
like you said, seeing how many negative things were on other people's boards, whether you read them detailed or you just kind of like saw so many writings on their board is kind of like, okay, people's got, people yeah. have some stuff going on. Struggling. And then after seeing that, like seeing your board, seeing my board, seeing anybody else's board and seeing how similar they all were, it was like, okay, they all seem pretty happy. They all seem pretty good. If they can do it, then like I can do it, you know? And like, just like that, without even having a conversation with anybody, it was like, I'm not alone. I got this. And so having it like in like a physical representation of it in front of you and in front of everybody else, it was a lot easier to like build each other up to break the boards. You know, yeah. like There's after, so much after people started breaking boards, it was like everybody, like as soon as you broke your board, you just stood next to everybody else and started screaming like, you can do it, you know, like break the board, you know? And so it was like, cause you felt how good it was right. to break your board that like you wanted everybody else to feel the same. So. And that's kind of like exactly what you explained going through what I went through, kind of making, taking this board analogy and turning it into like the story of why I'm doing what I'm trying to do today. I went through the hard stuff. I wrote my stuff on the back of the board. And then like the conversations with you or like opening up to people like that broke the board for me. And so now I'm at this point where it's like, I want to be that cheerleader. Like I want to stand next to people and be like, yeah, go, 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 you got it. Let's break the board. And the second person that I remember is after we did this board break, like, dude, this speaker was phenomenal. He needed a super good job of like creating like this very emotional, spiritual ending where it was just like, okay, you've broken through, like you're released, like you can feel relief now, like go on and live the life you're supposed to. And I remember there was this super emotional music in the background. Then I turned around and there was this kid, um, I won't name names too, just like to protect him, but he was new to the class. He wasn't from Utah. I had known he kind of had gone through a hard time and I turned around and he was bawling. Like he was just crying. And you could just tell that like taking that, symbolic weight vest had just like been taken off and like he for the for the very first time felt like he could make some kind of change or difference in his life and so to answer your question kind of where i want to take things or like what my hope is is i've been through all of that and i know how it feels and i still go through it like don't make a mistake in thinking that like i make this show and that like i've i've gone through it i've passed the test i'm done because that also adds to the whole mental stigma or mental health stigma of like it just adds the negativity of it. Like no one actually conquers their mental health. There's plenty of different ways to like go about it in a positive way or to share about it. But like, I promise you, there's going to be a time in the future where I have stress about my family or about work or about my career. Like it just happens. And all of us are going to grow and improve. It's not about getting to a finish line, but it's about just improving every single day. Anyways, getting to the point, I do this show because I am going through it. And I did go through it and I've seen what it feels like to have that relief. And so I just feel like it's my purpose in this life to continue to create that relief for other people. If that makes sense Yeah. to answer your question. Yeah. So you said that your purpose is like, you want to help people, you know, you want to, how do I say it? You say that like, you think your purpose is to like help people. Why not just become a therapist? That's a way good question. Super good question, actually. To be honest, I don't know if I want to do the schooling for it. <laughs> I've contemplated, actually, when I came back, it's kind of interesting because when I came back from my mission, I kind of had this revelation that I did want to go to school to be a therapist. 
But then I started doing school to become a therapist or like to pursue myself in psychology. And I don't know, dude, it just didn't feel right. And I think the problem, I have this obsession with being a motivational speaker. I don't know what it is. And that kind of goes back to like those board breaks uh, that we were talking about. Something that we didn't talk about a whole lot in there is, is it was actually, the reason we did the board breaks is because we were part of a motivational assembly called No Greater Heroes, where we went to elementary schools and we did an assembly with them. Actually, that's kind of probably worth bringing up. Basically, just like we went out and we told these kids that like they could be a hero, they could be amazing. And it was kind of in that moment that I was like, wow, like I want to continue doing this. And I was I was one of these speakers in that assembly where like I'm just standing in front of these kids, like speaking to them. And we did this mantra together. But yeah, now I'm the voice like lead, not follow, create, not destroy. And um, as we were doing it, it it's like, dang, like this is something that I want to do for my life. So to answer your question about being a therapist. I don't, I don't necessarily just want to make an individual impact. I do like, I care about the individual and I want to make sure that people are doing okay individually, but I feel like the solution or a solution, not the solution, because I believe everyone should see a therapist. I go to a therapist myself. I believe that everyone will benefit from therapy. In fact, I had an interview with a professional psychologist, a therapist, and I said, do you feel like everyone would benefit from having a therapist? And his answer was, it was a double-sided question, but he's like, well, let me ask you this. Do you think that everybody has a hard time? And I said, well, yeah. And he's like, do you think everybody would benefit from getting help in their hard times? And I said, absolutely. He's like, well, there's your answer. Like therapists are literally trained to like help people individually get through a hard time. Anyways, I want to do more than just, I don't think my purpose is necessarily individually and like getting into the depths of things. I want to point people to those people. So I don't necessarily want to say I have all the answers. I don't want to say that I know exactly what you can do. And like, there's these things I would like to have the knowledge about it, but I don't want to necessarily have the diagnosis and all of that kind of thing. I want to provide opportunities for other people to get those things. So instead of being the solution, I want to be the voice. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, and so when I came back, it was like, well, do I want to be a motivational speaker? How in the world do you get into motivational speaking? (laughs) I I don't know, dude. I still don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. Uh, I want to be a business owner. Don't really know how to do that. There's millions of options, but I don't necessarily want to do business. I want to help people. Um, And then just as I was in a therapy session, my therapist was like, dude, like we have some awesome conversations and you have cool thoughts and you're able to help other people express their thoughts. Why don't you just start a podcast? And so that's kind of where I am. So your own therapist told you to start a podcast. Yeah. He recommended it. Nice. And it was something that I wanted to do before, but we were, we were having a really big conversation about my dating life, (laughs) getting vulnerable here, but we were having a big conversation about my dating life as, as well as like school and all this kind of stuff. And I was just like, it's weird because I get in these therapy sessions and I'll, I'll talk about myself, but then I like kind of throw myself to the side and I'll say silly things like, man, I wish everyone just had a therapist because if everyone could just talk to their therapist about their dating life, it'd be so much better. <laughs> or if everyone could just like go to a group therapy session and learn about like how to pick a major or how to deal with the stresses of picking a major or a career, like it just make the world such an, it's such an awesome place. Or I wish we could just do this thing or this thing or this thing. And I'll like just come to him with all these solutions. And he's like, dude, like, why don't you start a podcast? And I was like, <laughs> yes, like, let's do it. That sounds so exciting. And so I think his point was, 
kind of in a way, it's like a healing point for myself because I'm finding myself through the podcast. But at the same time, I'm also kind of able to create like this group therapy, this community, this this following of people that are all trying to not only help each other, but they're also getting help for themselves. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And I think it is important thing that you do have therapists and like you have plans to interview trained professionals because if I'm being honest, I wouldn't take your advice and your advice alone. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so you shouldn't. Like, exactly. I don't have, like, I don't I mean, and like, I trust you. I know how smart you are. I know how not smart you are, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, no, I think it's I think it's cool that you're going to have like therapists here um, that people I feel like can trust more than just like, not saying that you're not qualified, but you are not qualified. You know, you don't have knowledge that therapists do because you didn't go through the education and the, right. and the training that they went through. You know? So I think it's, I think it is cool because when I think about it, I don't think there are a lot of places that you can <clears throat> find specific advice that you're searching for. You know, like we're all going through problems and they're all super similar, but also totally complex and different in so many different That's ways. True. Like, yeah, me and you went through hard situations at the same time about like in that the situations themselves are very similar, but what works for you is not going to work for me. Right. And so I think you talking to a lot of different people um, who know a lot is something that's very helpful and useful and can be. And that's kind of the, that's kind of what I'm trying to shoot for too with the show is, so I have two parts of it. I have the professional side and I have the community mm-hmm. side. The professional side is completely built around having those people that are trained or have experience or have worked with people to share their thoughts or opinions um, so that we may be able to know where to start. I don't want the show to turn into like a, okay, this is A, B, and C. I can do this thing and then I'll be better. But it's going to be something just like, hey, this is what's going on um, from a therapeutic point of view or from a motivational speaker, a life coach point of view. This is what you're going through. This is your first step. And then I'm hoping that that step can be a light into helping people go to therapy. For myself, I, I came home from my mission. Um, for those of you who don't know what a mission is, it's just like a religious volunteer trip that you go on for a couple of years i got home from that and i had a lot of stuff that was built up over that time and seriously for four or five months i was like dang i need to go see a therapist but i didn't i talked to people about it i talked to my mom about it i had a girlfriend at the time i talked to her about it i was like i need to go get help yeah but i just didn't i mean i think i think the first step is honestly always the hardest like if you're wanting help it's like people don't know where to start you know especially me i i have no idea where to start um because they're so like your situations are so unique in a way that like people don't know where to start. They don't know where to go to. And a lot of the time these resources are not cheap. Either. Yeah. Like, therapy it's is true. expensive. And I think that's the biggest reason why people don't do it is because it's so expensive. But um, even like being introduced to first steps is such a big help, I think. And, like, and there was, there was a big, there was a lot of lights in my life. There's a lot of people that led me to, build up the motivation to do that. Um, and one of the big ones is the therapist that I'm working with now. I was actually going to be like business partners with him. So the idea is I had met him through some university work. I'd actually interviewed him in effort to like write this paper on like the mental health stigma and what we can do to like promote getting help and to promote helping other people and all this kind of stuff. And it was in the mix of all that, that I actually went to his office. He had called a meeting so that we can come together and build out a plan of some different things that we were going to do. So like we were going to come up with maybe assemblies or to have some kind of fundraiser or events and just all this stuff to promote 
mental health. And it was in that moment, we were talking and like some ideas. And I remember saying this and I said it on purpose. I didn't know if you would catch it or not, but I said it on purpose. But he was like, so what are some things that like you're hoping to do? Or like, what are some things that we could do together as a mix? Because I kind of have a little bit of a business side and he has a therapy side. And I was just like, well, I feel like sometimes I really go through these dark times where I don't know if I can really get out. I feel like sometimes I just have so much anxiety that I don't really know if I can find a solution to my problems. And it was in that moment that therapist took a step back and he's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, I'm going through A, B, and C and I have these feelings, A, B, and C. And honestly, I don't know if I'm going to be able to help people if I don't get help for myself. And it was in that moment that he was just like, well, let's pause on like all these, these ideas and you know, fixing everybody else's problems. Let's just work and try to get through your problems. Not problems, but go through your struggles. I hate the word problem. I hate the, I hate the words. It's like, it's a problem. It's an illness. It's a disease. It's a, it's, it's broken. I hate those words, but he was just like, let's just get through some of the things that you're going through. Let's talk about it. Let's find solutions. And then once you feel comfortable, like let's build back up. And so, so, so you would say that starting this podcast is honestly probably because you only recently started therapy like it's only been what, a few months you know yeah i think it's been about two months now yeah all the way um so you only recently started recently started therapy so and i'm sure you're still going through a hard time and you're having the same um mental health situations that you were going through before therapy you know it's not like easy and simple um so would you say that starting this podcast is like one of your first steps to bettering yourself yeah and i think kind of just going along with my purpose I feel like it is my purpose to share that I am and I did go through a hard time and that it's it's I'm able to get out of it I don't think that I am all I don't know how to phrase this without making it sound negative I am not done with my process and starting this podcast is not the finish line and the reason that I say that is honestly I will probably go to therapy for the rest of my life whether it is with a personal therapist or group therapy or marital therapy or family therapy, just because there's trained professionals that are literally able to help you through anything. And it's just like, it blows my mind now that I've started that people wouldn't try. I don't know. It, it is expensive and it can be expensive, but even like with a the therapist I'm working with, and I'm not saying all therapists work this way, but he sat me down and he was like, Hey, this is what I normally charge, but I care way more that you get help. And so tell me what you can do. Tell me what you're able to pay. And he obviously wants to make it so it's a stretch. So it's not like, okay, I'll pay you 10 bucks a week, you know? Um, but he wanted to make it so like, I was just barely uncomfortable so that I wanted to like show up at therapy and like give my best. And he obviously wants to teach me skills. It's, he doesn't necessarily want me to be with him forever. That's not the point of a therapist. The point of a therapist is to move on. So I guess to clarify what I mean by going to therapy forever isn't necessarily like consistently every single week for the rest of my life, but I will always live towards therapy. If that makes sense. There's definitely times when you are self-reliant and you come up with solutions and like, but does that make sense? Do you yeah. get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So yeah, starting this podcast is kind of a way to not only help me, but I'm hoping to help other people as well. If that makes sense. Yeah. So but what I also want out of it too, is I want the community side. So I've talked a little bit about the professional side and getting their advice. For example, for sure, 100%, we're going to have professionals come in here and talk about dating because dating is the worst sometimes. <laughs> and honestly, sometimes it causes like these anxious and like depressive feelings. We're going to talk about picking a degree if you are in that stage of life or if you're getting ready to be in that stage of life. 
We're going to talk about trying to figure out your career. Um, one of these next episodes that we're going to have is we're going to have Clint Pulver on the show. He's a, a motivational speaker local to Utah. And he talks all about like finding your why and then being what's, what's his quote. He has an awesome quote. It's something to the effect of like, it's not, it's not about being the best in the world. It's about being best for the world. And so he just talks about like finding your purpose and then making a difference mm-hmm. in the world. So we're going to have him on the show talking about how to find your purpose and like what your desire is. But on the flip side, I want to, I want to talk to people in the community. I mean, I feel like there's so much empowerment by just hearing your story, you know, mm-hmm. like when we had that conversation. Yeah. I think it is a little bit more relatable when you do have just regular, regular people hearing that they go through the same things. I don't have any advice, you know, like it's like the best I can say is I, life sucks. Um, and this is kind of how I went through it. But like, you know, for me, I can't give advice like therapy therapists can or like one of those rational speakers, you know, um, but at the same time, like it's hard to take advice sometimes when you don't feel like you can connect. Right. You know, it's like you don't, it's almost like you don't believe it's like whatever, like whatever they went through wasn't as hard as what I went through or anything like that, you know? So hearing this from regular people that, you know, there are more than just you out there. It's kind of, right. Kind of helps in that aspect. And I guess to kind of close things off or to finish things off and tying into that thought about like the value of like hearing things from you or hearing things from other people or just like the community is when I first started therapy, the very first session that I had, I'm a very, I'm a very religious person and there's a scripture and it goes something like this. I don't have it memorized, but it goes something like this. It's like, love thy neighbor as thyself. And going into therapy, my, my first thought is, oh, well, I need to love myself before I can love other people. And so literally going into therapy, I had this thought of like, well, I need to figure myself out. I need to figure out how to love myself. I need to figure out how to be self-sufficient and then I can help other people. But what I didn't realize in the process is I was so focused and busy trying to fix myself or like trying to get myself through these hard times that I cut everybody else up in my life off. I wasn't hanging out with you guys as much. I wasn't really hanging out with my family as much. I was kind of sort of trying to hang out with a girlfriend at the time, but I literally just cut everybody off. And my therapist said, the problem that we have with this idea of loving yourself and then loving your neighbor is that if you put it into an equation, it is not love yourself and then you will be able to love your neighbor, but it's love thyself as, or as you put it, equal sign as thy neighbor or as thyself. So love your neighbor as equal as you love yourself. So if you're not taking care of other people or like part of a community, it's going to be really hard to find your worth. It's going to be really hard to find your purpose. And so what I'm hoping to do is creating this group of people, creating your neighbors, creating your friends or family or community or whatever this podcast is able to reach out and do, creating that group of people that, and having those people on the show where it's like, hey, I'm a teacher. I'm not anybody like super special. I'm not a big motivational speaker. I'm not a celebrity, but I have a hard time with my kids. Or I'm a police officer and like I go through these things. Or I'm an accountant and this is what I go through to create that feeling of like, hey, that guy's doing exactly what I want to do. And I'm having those feelings too creating that neighborly part of the podcast so that we can love ourselves. And then obviously having that professional side of like, well, Hey, this is what's actually going on. This is the psychology. This is the neuroscience of what might be going on in your life as well. So yeah, I guess that's a good yeah. point. <laughs> but right. I, uh, you have any last things to say? No, I think so. Cool. Um, well, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Seriously, I'm so excited to be here. Wow. 
Dang. That was our last slide. You probably can't see it because we're in a podcast. <laughs> we're in a podcast. You can't see We did have lights set up. We did, yeah. They're off. But thank you so much for tuning in. Um, the goal for the podcast is to be releasing weekly. And so we'll go back and forth between those professionals and between those community members to provide the ultimate experience. Like I said, this is designed to not only help you in your journey, but to create a community as we all work together to fight against the negative stigma toward mental health. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful. Please share this with your friends and family, not for my benefit, not to raise me up, but so that we can all raise each other up together. Until next guy, until next time, oh, frick. <laughs> until next, until <laughs> next time, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Self Design Show. <laughs>